There's a change happening in the way we live, the way we work, the way we spend our money and make our decisions. We are evolving to be more conscious in our actions in a way that serves the world and makes it a better place. Welcome to The Ethical Evolution. The Ethical Evolution podcast is brought to you by Ethical Change Agency. I'm Bindi, I'm the founder, and my mission is to help ethical entrepreneurs and holistic healers to find their voice through spiritual coaching and podcasting. I'm honoured to bring you the stories of those who create change through healing, kindness, innovation, purpose, and spirit. Understanding that to create collective change, we need to be the change. It all begins with us. Carrie Jerislow is an international best-selling author, intuitive and conscious relationship coach based in North Carolina. She helps people heal from heartbreak by sharing the secrets to finding and maintaining empowering conscious relationships. She's previously worked as a commercial casting director and artistic director for the international show Blue Man Group and a massage therapist and has owned a combination vineyard and winery in Yadkin Valley, North Carolina. The one constant in her life has been her own path of self-evolution. This is where Carrie and I connected on what we both felt was deeply spiritual and a oneness of understanding of each other as souls. This conversation filled my cup and I hope it fills yours too. Welcome, Carrie, to The Ethical Evolution. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Now, I'm kind of excited to uh, have you here because uh, we've been connected for a little while and we've been chatting offline and we finally get to meet. Um, now, you're you're joining us uh, from North Carolina. And for those that don't know you and haven't heard of you, can you tell us who you are and what you do? Yes. So I'm so thankful to be here because I really believe that your podcast is putting such um, positive energy into the world to have us really think about what we want to create as a world, especially coming out of these last couple of years. So I just wanted to say that. Thank you. Um, but I am Carrie Jarislow. I am an author, best-selling author. I am an intuitive and a conscious relationship coach. Um, and I love to help people heal from heartbreak, but also really step into relationship from a conscious place from a place of awareness, from a place of radical responsibility, because I have found through my own journey and through those that I have coached that the most fulfilling relationships come from that idea of being conscious and aware of who we are and how we are showing up in relationships. And that's such a good point that you make, Carrie, like for for so many of us until we get to midlife, we just go through relationships like we're just on a raft, you know, like we have no direction. We don't, we're not actually conscious of who we are and what we bring to a relationship and how that impacts others and how they impact us, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. And what that leads to is what so many of my relationships were like, which is I, my relationship is not good because of something you're doing, mm. you know, when it was, and for me, it came back to my parents and my parents got divorced when I was 12. And I always blamed it on my father. My father had an affair and at 12 years old, as a young girl looking up to my father, that was 
you know, he was like my king and he fell off of his throne. And what I found unconsciously, I didn't know this as it was happening, but I was kind of always creating relationships where the man, man was unfaithful to me. And I always blamed my dad. It was my dad. It must have been what happened there. And the moment I really took that responsibility off of him and took responsibility as to why it was a gift, why that experience made me who I was today, everything shifted. The mm. men I brought into my life shifted. I mean, it was just like everything changed. And I started to see these real gems coming up with this idea of taking responsibility for my own stuff. Yeah, and that's it. And it takes, unfortunately, it does take a little bit of practice and a little while to understand that. Um, I know I went through a similar thing where I, I was getting into these relationships where um, I'd end up being abused or hurt or, you know, it, it just would end up horribly. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I sat uh, for a while after the last one and I just sort of went, well, you know what the common factor is here, don't you? It's you. Yes. I had that same exact conversation with myself. What's the common denominator? Mm. It's me. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. And then actually putting the mirror on yourself and going, okay, what is it that I'm doing that's making all these events happen? Like, and, and it's almost like a pattern that just keeps happening. And when you break that pattern, you've got an opportunity to have such a fulfilling, not only life, but relationships. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, we think about, I, I think it, it is something that's very, very learned, um, that, but that's not taught. And what I mean by that is that, um, you know, we're always told that the problem is outside of ourselves. Like how as a 12 year old, was I responsible for what my parents did? Now, I believe that I'm a spirit here to evolve. And that to me is the key of a conscious relationship. I believe that I'm here to evolve. And so somewhere in my spirit journey that this was really an important experience. And looking back now, 40 some years, um, I can see now, oh, that was actually so perfect. That led me to my first book. I wrote my first book all about the idea of using breakups and relationships to help heal. And, um, and, you know, every single step had its beautiful purpose, um, and, and I think that that's something that's coming more into consciousness is that we are here as a spirit here to evolve and grow and really remember the truth of who we are. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, um, I think when you start to learn that um, all of these things happen for a reason and there's a purpose behind them, like even the stuff that really sucks and hurts, like that stuff yeah. is a lesson. It's there to teach us um, for change. Yes. Yeah. And I always say that, you know, this path is not for the weak. No. It takes <laughs> a lot of courage to say, what in me is causing this? That takes a lot of courage and a lot of strength. And, you know, for me, I needed to get help because like there were, like I was excavating some super deep little areas mm. in my psyche. And so I had done so much, um, I had done so much like talk therapy and it didn't quite get there. And mm. after my divorce, I went through this energetic healing modality with this coach. And that is what shifted everything because it shifted my beliefs. It shifted old oaths and, um, you know, ideas from past lifetimes 
to current lifetimes. And, and so I had to learn how to do that. And that's what I do with my coaching is I, I do an energetic aspect to it where I do intuitive readings and um, energy clearings on a cellular level. And that was what was the big, you know, shift for me. And I see that in the people I work with, that we can talk about it and understand it mentally all the time and still not get to the depths of the energetic programming. Yeah. And I think uh, when you open yourself up to other modalities, I, I too did the same thing. Of course, we were meant to meet um, <laughs> um, where I went through sound healing for two years. And that's when I had the most profound change as well. And I guess what I learned through that is, is it's the relationship with yourself. And if you can't yeah. get that right, yes, doesn't matter about anything else. Yes, yes, yes. And isn't it have a like, I, I don't, I think that it's changing, but I grew up thinking it was the opposite, mm. right? It was the person that completed me. It was the job that completed me. But that was the biggest aha moment was it was about me. And then when I did the change and then saw the changes in my outside world, well, that just, you know, shifted it for me forever. Mm. Like I always will come anything. Like someone says something to me on the street that really triggers me. I come back on, you know, for me, it's my yoga mat. I come back on my yoga mat and I sit in meditation and say, what is this triggering within me? And when that change happens, then like my whole outside world changes. Mm. And I just love that you, you know that because I think that that is, that's how we grow in humanity Mm. is to take that radical responsibility. Yeah. And I just want to take a step back there, Carrie, where we were talking about, you know, parents and, and things like that and the, the generational conditioning that we get, um, you know, from, from the family unit itself um, is so um, – sometimes it's quite insidious actually that, you know, it happens so unconsciously and it's not until we become fully aware that it has such an impact on us and – there's nothing we could have done about it. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that that's a generation, like I look at you and I and our generation, because we're in the same generation as the bridge, you know, the bridge builders, Mm. bridging between that generation that was in that way, that very old paradigm into the new generation, which is, um, you know, I don't the 20 year olds and and how they're looking at relationships and the fluidity of Mm. identity and um, you know, just how, how we see ourselves. Like it's so beautiful what's in front of us. And I feel like I have a 12 year old and an eight year old and I'm watching just this generation come up with just such care and love. And that I feel like it's our responsibility to kind of bridge from what was and what we grew up with, do the healing so that we can help this next generation, you know, have this experience that is so natural to them. Mm. Yeah. And it's funny how, yeah, like you say, we are the bridge builders and there's so much that we carry with us that we probably don't need to anymore. So true. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, 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 yes on a collective and genetic level, for sure. And even, I mean, I believe in past lives and done so much past life healing, but um, it's time for us to lay it down. It's yeah. not serving us anymore. Mm. 
Yeah, exactly right. Now, uh, Carrie, tell us about your writing. Gosh, I love to express, but it wasn't always like that, which is so interesting. I remember about 25 years ago, I went to this intuitive, the psychic, and she's like, you're going to be a writer. And I'm just thinking, I never did well in school with writing. I'm a very, you know, clear, I'm not a super fluffy writer, but I love to convey my heart through my writing. Mm. My first book is called, Why Do They Always Break Up With Me? And it was based on my divorce and all of my experiences, 20 years of healing work, whittled down into eight steps. You know, I started my healing work, my awakening in 1993. It was like, there was no Google. Yeah, (laughs) It was like dial-up AOL. And so I really searched it out. It took me a while to kind of gather everything. And I just, there were themes about my healing, acceptance, gratitude, belief shifting, forgiveness, all of these things. So I talk about that in that book, Why Do They Always Break Up With Me? I'm also co-author of a book called A New Paradigm of Education. Um, And this was beautiful. This is like worldwide educators that came together to vision a collective of what a new paradigm of education. How do we support these beautiful, you know, young, these old souls coming into bodies to help this world evolve? How do we shift the education system to support them? So my chapter is all about um, rainbow children, crystal children, and how to teach them the power or not teach them, but just remind them the power of their thoughts and words, how to create from their vision, how to go inward. So all these things that we talk about, like let's teach them from a young age. So we don't have to do all that we went through. Um, And then I have another fiction book that I'm working on, which is um, a story about a woman going through a spiritual awakening and what that's like, because I believe we really learn through storytelling. Mm. Um, So yeah, that's, that's what's in the works and done at the moment. And many others is kind of down the down the path. <laughs> yeah, I can already tell this isn't the end for you in, in terms of writing. Um, but I mean, that's such a great um, point that you bring up there with the, the education. Um, you know, we as humans evolve, why, why don't what we learn evolve too? You know, it's like, it stays so stagnant and then we're, we're moving so fast that it just doesn't keep up with us. And, Absolutely. you know, you look at kids now and they're just so, oh, so far ahead of where we were at our age. And, you know, they 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 are the kind now that will sit and they will meditate. They will do these kind of things. And I think that is just the greatest thing we can do right now is get that into a curriculum and actually not mm-hmm. think it as woo-woo and weird and unconventional and new age and all this kind of stuff. It It is part of who we are as humans. It is a holistic being. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I've been reading this book and I'm actually talking to someone very soon Um about um, six weeks to happy and and part of it is uh, you have these four bodies and one of them is your spiritual body, your emotional body, your physical body and, and, and so on and we don't actually think of it like that. It's a bit like a car. I always say it's a bit like a car. If you don't maintain all parts of it, it's not going to run and the spiritual side of it is actually part of our body and who we are. It is. It's the, it's the truth of who we are. Like I believe when we lose the body, we are consciousness. And so we don't lose that when we come into the body. 
And, and that's where I feel like education and just the world is, is very much into what's going on with the body. How do we make the body look good, feel good? Mm. And it really is about internal and, and going back to what we were talking about, knowing yourself and loving yourself for who you are, not for the mask that you mm. put on or that you think you should put on. And that's, you know, my intention with my children is for them to know that they are loved and cared for, for who they are, not for who I think I want them to be, not for who they want to be, but for just who they are. And it's a real healing for them and for me to get into that space. Mm. And the impact we can have on this world if we took that approach, just single-handedly changing that approach because, you know, healed humans heal humans, you know, like... Um, if we go into the world with a heart and a mind like that, we're not going to destroy it, right? No, no, because that's, that's like, you know, when you talk about the change, the ethical change is about taking that responsibility to heal within that my happiness is not about what's outside of me. It starts from within. I just like, I think about that. I meditate about what it, everyone did that exactly like that's yeah amazing (laughs) I thought of that that's the whole mission behind this (laughs) yes exactly I do believe we can heal humanity by that because the conflict wouldn't be there it wouldn't be about you you know there's so much I just wrote a post about this I was so drawn on Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday of just how the conflict is that divide. That's what we're like up against. Mm. We can, and how do we come together? And in my meditation, I just thought we can come together through love and acceptance. We all want the same thing, Mm. like not from the body perspective, right? But we all want to be loved. We all want to be cared for. We all want to be, you know, heard. And, that's what's underneath all of the like, I believe in this, I believe in this, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, yep. you know? Yep. And so if we can really go inward and give us ourselves our own needs and, and, and give those needs what people need to others, the care and the love and the compassion, the acceptance, even if on the outside it seems like we disagree, it just I just think it could be, I don't know. I, I like to just sit in that thought of peacefulness and, um, and that's what the children want. Mm. You know, on my kids' vision boards, what do they have? World peace. That's what they have. Not just stuff. They have world peace mm. and love, big hearts, and it's amazing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, if we strip away all that conditioning and go back to, you know, we come into this world um, clear of all of that and mm-hmm. – why can't we keep that that way, mm-hmm. you know? Um, if we can strip all those layers away and actually have the the inside of a child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, you know, the other part of that, that inner healing and having that spiritual approach, um, you know, particularly from a, a childhood, um, we can have all these layers of vanity, you know, we can be Instagram famous, influencers and all of that kind of stuff. But if we're not right in here, none of it matters. None of it matters. None of it matters. And there are many times I can feel that vibrational shift from like 
I want to help people to, I want to make an impact. And when I get to that like place, I ask myself, why, what is it for? What do I really want to do? What does my heart want to do? My heart wants to, to reach out to other people's hearts. Mm. That's really what I wanted. I want to like connect. That's where I feel alive, you know, and just in like this moment with you, here you are across the world, but we're connecting in that heart space. Mm. That's what makes me feel alive. Um, and that's what I, that's what I strive to do and to be as much as I can, as much as I can every day, you know, every moment, knowing mm. that there are times when I need to go and be in my little corner because I can't do that because I'm triggered. And that's again, the radical responsibility. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So um, you also do um, Reiki and intuitive work, right? Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah. So I've, I've been a Reiki master since 2002. Love Reiki. I had a healing business for a long time when I lived in Las Vegas. I was also in the arts. I was a director and a casting director. Um, and I worked for the show Blue Man Group. And um, while I was in Vegas, I was also, my first husband was a clairvoyant psychic. And he was trained at the Berkeley Psychic Institute. So he taught me a lot. Our six years together, although we were very good friends, read this in my book, but we weren't lovers, which was, that was okay for that time. But in that six years together, I was like in a master class with a, an incredible clairvoyant healer. Mm. So he taught me how to read. And in my Reiki sessions, I had a, a space in Las Vegas that I worked and I did um, a combination. I did Reiki, but I also did a modality called Theta Healing. And I don't know if you've heard of that, yep. Theta Healing. Yep. Uh, it was developed by Viana Steibel, who lives here in the States in Montana, and I studied directly with her for many years in the early 2000s. And that modality works on that cellular level. So I love to look at and, you know, tune in with someone with the biggest prayer of helping them to remember their truth, which is the uncovering process, and really look at what is keeping them from seeing their truth and from embodying their truth and from expressing their truth to the world. A lot of times it has to do with genetic programming. A lot of times it has to do with past life programming. And this modality, Theta Healing, releases that. Like I actually visually see it released from the cellular memory. Mm. And it's a little bit more active than Reiki in terms of me, the practitioner. The beautiful thing about Reiki is that it's universally guided. You put your hands on someone, you're attuned to it. And it's just watching the energy mm. flow. That is beautiful. Like as an observer to watch that change happen within anyone lying on the table or now, you know, virtually that's yeah. the beautiful thing about energy. And what I love about energy is there is no time and space. Yeah. So, you know, I work with people all over the world, do readings all over the world. And I remember when I was with Matthew, that was my first husband and he used to do readings all over the place. And I would ask him about, it. he's like, all I need to do is tune into their energy and I'm right there. And it's just so powerful. Yeah. And I've actually experienced that with you already. <laughs> um, it, recently, I wasn't feeling well and you helped me get through that. So thank you. That really did help. Um, and yeah, if people just um, took a moment to, you know, step outside of, you know, their zone and, and just take a moment to release and believe, boy, the change that you can experience. Oh, 
Absolutely. And like I said before, that was when I had permanent change was Mm. when I went on the energetic level. And, you know, because our minds can just do lots of things, right? But there are memories, our cells Mm. hold memories. Yeah. And uh, it's really powerful work. Yeah. And, you know, energy work. Wow. I mean, as you're saying, permanent change. And I know, you know, for me, I've had instances where I was holding things from previous lives that I didn't even know about. And as soon as they were cleared, you know, you react differently to different situations and you just deal with things a lot better. Oh, absolutely. And this is a crazy story I'll tell you about. So I, after my first child, I had my first child at 38 years old. And, um, I, we started trying for a second child around when I was 40 and I just couldn't get pregnant, couldn't get pregnant, couldn't get pregnant. Well, I got hooked up with a shaman. Okay. And she saw that there was a lifetime where I died in childbirth and it was my second child. And I never was able to have a second child after that. And I had a very distinct, like I almost actually died in the birth of my first child. So I knew that I had died during childbirth. Like I just felt it. And so she did this clearing and I kid you not one month later, I was pregnant and I had my second child at 43. Naturally, it was like within a month that healing happened. I mean, it was amazing. (laughs) That's incredible. That is incredible. Whoa. Yeah. 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 So, you know, there's a lot to be said for that area. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you know, again, it's one of those things that I think universally some people think woo woo doesn't work. It's just rubbish. No, just as it is not. (laughs) It feels more at this point after about 25 years, it feels more natural to me than anything else. Absolutely. Like, I mean, I wouldn't go to a doctor anymore um, unless I really, really have to. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, let's look at the beliefs, the thoughts, what's going on within me that's causing this, that attracted this, you know, and Mm. even like through Viana learning that there's an energy to heavy metals and, you know, uh, toxins and all of that kind of stuff that um, a lot going on that can be looked at. And I've seen people do spontaneous healing. Um, I've been in sessions where I've done, you know, certain theta healing techniques where someone had like horrible pain in their back from an injury and we did a healing gone, completely gone. I mean, miraculous stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. The energetic and emotional body can uh, manifest in the physical. Um, So when we get to the root of the problem and release that, the physical, not always, but most of the time does release. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Mm. Yep. Now, Carrie, seriously, I could sit and talk to you all day um, <laughs> and probably one day we will. Um, I hope. <laughs> um, but if people want to find out more about you and, and get your books and get in touch with you, where can they go? Yes, um, my website, com, has every way to connect with me. I'm on Instagram, um, Facebook some, and um, and has links to my books and my books are also on Amazon. Of course. Now I've got the last big question for you. What's the change you'd like to see in the world and how can we bring it to life? I think the change would be for us to adopt the idea of radical responsibility Mm. and for us to also have the support to do so. 
the the education on how to do that, the the feeling safe to know how to go inward and say, where am I showing up in this space and take responsibility for the healing? Again, I think that needs support, you know, support from what you're doing, um, from what I'm hoping that I'm doing. I feel like if we all do take that radical responsibility and have the intention to know who we truly are and live from that authenticity, love ourselves. And when we can love ourselves, we will love others. It's only when we are judgmental about ourselves that that judgment then seeps into the outside world and to other people. But if we can find that love and acceptance within ourselves, then we can bring that out into the world. Yeah, it all begins with us. <laughs> yes, that's why I feel so aligned with you. Yes, <laughs> and you know what? There's a there's a whole different glow about someone when they love themselves and they're all in touch with their energetic self. Um, yeah. They just glow. <laughs> yes, yes, you see it like energetically, like mm. in their face and in their. You know, I can see that. I can see when someone's disconnected from themselves, and so much, so many times, it's from a really, you know, trauma that was experienced very young. And I love, I do um, trauma release and, you know, that, that sits in the energetics as well. And, and, and releasing that to learn how to love who we are Mm. and open our hearts to ourselves and then to the world. And those people are just like magnets. Like that's just, yeah, like us right now. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) oh carrie thank you so much you have been an absolute joy thank you for being a part of the ethical evolution thank you so much for having me i've just loved this conversation thank you thanks for listening to the ethical evolution podcast if you're ready to be the change and would love to work with me on finding your voice through spiritual coaching or creating your own podcast with impact visit ethicalchangeagency.com Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wanna Bet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. I like Airplane. I know you do, but WannaBet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.